Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. You can hear me, okay, right? Like, yeah, I can, I can hear, hear you. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this should work, okay? I can't see you though. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I cannot see you at all. I, I'm I'm using a different mic setup than usual. Um, and I just have like a giant mic shield in front of my face right now. Pretty much. Um, Are you using it because I shave my face and I look weird? Maybe. Maybe subconsciously a part of me just can't really look at you in the face right now. Yeah, between between my shaved face and my masked knee, I don't blame you. Your what knee? My, my masked knee. Your masked knee. It's acne from a mask. Right, right, right. Oh, it's a real bummer, man. I haven't had pimples in like years. I thought I was past this phase. And all of a sudden, I'm breaking out. What the hell? You got to clean your masks, man. I do. I Okay, yeah. I used to clean it like once a week, which is... That's well, criminally fair, underwashed. To be fair, I don't go out much. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's so, like... it's it, this. You can say the same about underwear. Okay, and also, to be fair, I use... Wait a minute, what? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> like, you don't have to leave your house... To have to change your underwear, like say if you wore like a, the same pair of underwear all day around the mm-hmm, house, mm-hmm. like I would still change it the next day. I would change it, I, yeah. As soon as it touches my balls, I'm changing my my underwear. Yeah, and like the mouth is the balls of the face, pretty much. They're about equally gross. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but no, now I switched because uh, cause also I have two masks, so I have two masks. I switch off one day, day one, day two, whatever. Right. But now I'm full on cleaning every day, cleaning my face twice a day because this is not good. Mm. And what's weird is that. And I'm trying to figure out what's happening because there's three things that come in contact with my face on a daily basis now. My mask for when I go out, my glasses, and my CPAP mask. And everywhere that one of those three things touches, breakouts form. Ooh. So, like, I, I, if I'm figuring – like, I have one thing on the bridge of my nose, which clearly isn't from – Maybe it's not the things on your face, but the face itself. Like, maybe there's something – There's something going on with, like, diet or, like – you know what I mean? Like, my, there's something possibly. else happening. Yeah. My, my leading theory at the moment is that it is, like cause, – because I've been teaching three classes a week, so I'm talking a lot. Right. And my mask is on the whole time that it's creating, like – and then literally when I take – need a break and, like, I remove my mask, I can feel like it's like a swamp in there. So, like, between the humidity and the heat, I think it's just affecting my face chemistry yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm going to switch to face shields when I teach classes, and then we'll see. But it's, it's insane to me that you haven't. They're so good. <laughs> like, especially if you're going to be talking yeah. for, like, an extent. Like, even okay, even if, if I'm going to talk for, like, 10 minutes, I need to take my mask off because, yeah. like... It's it's fucking unbearable. I have a great mask is the problem, but maybe it's just not that great. Like in other words, no, it's comfortable no. to talk the whole time. No, but then it's creating like steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's it's not like I don't find it even when I have like a super like nice mask on, like just that 
mouth sauna that you're creating. Yeah, it's you like know? a dim sum shop in there. Ugh, I think I think subconsciously, not subconsciously, I'm like, if I can, I can do it, fuck, Amer- fuck America, and they'll be like, I can't breathe. I'm like, I can breathe. I can speak. Mm-hmm. But then it's causing me, this is, the, this is what's causing pimples, though. Yeah. It's gnarly. I had my first pimple in ages because of, like, a mask that I did not wash. And, mm. like... Um, I I only didn't wash it for like two days. Like I on the third day I wore it and then like I broke out. What what are you are you using like a hand soap? Is that just just what are you um, using to clean it? I use a hand soap. Mm-hmm. Um, after washing it, and then once it's like slightly dry, I spray it down with some disinfectant as well. Like a Lysol like a Lysol thing. Ish. Yeah. Just because you know. I guess so. And you got. I guess oh, that seems like poison. But, like, my rationale is that if you can spray it in the air that you breathe, why can't you spray it on a thing on your face? Well, I feel like... And also, I haven't had a breakout since then, so, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lead then on that one. It just feels like you're chloroforming yourself with light. Oh, no, I, I mean, like, don't fucking, like, wear it right spray away. it. Yeah, don't wear it right away and don't spray it right into the it's mask. Just, so, like yeah, a, so what I do is, like, you know how when people put on perfume, like, yeah, they spray it into a cloud and the they air. walk into it? Oh, okay. So that's why I sort of do. I spray, like, right in front of it and then I just kind of, like, do a little, I'm doing a kind of Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're doing. You're doing, like, action. A, like, a, like a damsel in distress, like, save me with your handkerchief. Exactly. Kind of I just kind of spray a cloud and then I let it go, like, do, 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 do. You know, just yeah. let it coat a very thin layer of disinfectant. Yeah, and then I wear it like when I when like a few minutes later, and so far no problems. Yep, I I'm using put... I'm using like a Dettol spray. So that's probably good. I wonder if there's like some kind of like all natural disinfectant they can find. Oh, hundred percent. Just so I can feel better about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also put chuck it in the laundry. I put it in the laundry bag. I put it with my delicates. So yeah. Hopefully, and, I've, I've, and I think I've been okay for the. Past you put it with your delicate, so now like your like your balls and your mouth are really like clean. Well, they're touching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a weird way of looking at it, but yeah, I guess so. If if like a forensic detective like searches your um, underpants, yeah. he has his mouth DNA on Ew. his balls. <laughs> Ew. The conclusions people would come up with. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had to shave for a roll. It feels so weird. Also, like, my facial hair was pretty long, and I brought, like, I had a photo shoot in preparation for the video shoot because mm-hmm. um, they needed something for, like, VFX mapping or whatever the fuck. And then I forgot to bring my, 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 my clippers, mm. so all I had was my razor. So I had to shave a lot of hair off with just a razor. That was hard. It was, like, one stroke, wash, 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 one stroke, one wash. It, was, it took me, like, ten minutes. Yeah, that's what I always do, but that's because I've never really been able to grow that much facial hair. I'd be so curious to what you would look like with facial hair. Um, the the most I grew it out was like somewhere during phase one of the circuit breaker. I don't even remember. Like I don't even notice a difference. Like I just it, it just gets thicker. So the thing is, like my ability to grow facial hair has been increasing as I grow older. Yay! Um, Same and here. now it's at the stage where I think if I left it alone for like three weeks. If I didn't touch it for three weeks, I think I would have some visible thing. Because, like, okay, here's the thing. I used to think I was not a facial hair person at all. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sometimes I would go for shoots or or whatever, like, publicity things oh, without yeah. cleanly shaving. Yeah, yeah. And apparently I have enough facial hair to um, have some people think that I am a person with facial hair. I huh. know this because, like, I saw a bunch of, like, caricature fan art things. <laughs> That they put stubble on? Yeah, and I had, like, a little facial hair, and I was like, oh, is that how you see me? <laughs> it's a very so strange... It's, it's a very strange way to get, like, uh, um, 
<laughs> to get a sense of how you how you're perceived or but, maybe the best way or maybe the best way but yeah, yeah like i think i'm well on my way to like maybe one day achieving facial hair i think i really truly believe that i could pull off a mustache pretty well yeah just just a mustache no no chin nothing just like a stash you know what i mean yeah i do know what you mean you know what's interesting is that um not interesting but uh as i was shaving my face uh, you know, because you can play around with stuff. This Nathan, this is what I look like with a half mustache. Mm. Just, just the right sider. You know, I, 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 I'm. Come on, please tell me that you've at least gone for like the Hitler like once. I was thinking about it. Okay, I did a sim. Okay, so I'll uh, maybe I'll post this once I Photoshop off my mask knee because it's gross. But uh, yeah, I, I did like a two face situation. I just was curious what I looked like with just half a mustache. So I shaved off just the left side of my mustache. And but then before I did that, I did half of my left mustache, so I had a semi Hitler. Right. Uh, 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 yeah, a half a Hitler. Hmm. How? Which how, is also, by the way, a half a Michael Jordan. Just he didn't, he tried to do it. Yeah. He tried to take it back, and if anyone could, it's Michael Jordan. But since he couldn't, no one could. That mustache is lost forever. Well, I mean, he kind of he didn't not do it. You know, like he's not known as like. Michael Hitler Jordan today. You know. So yeah. In in a sense, he kind of did take it back. Well, I, well, he didn't. It's. I think if you take it back, you enable everyone else in the he world. He took it to back it. for just himself. For just himself, yeah. He took it personally. He took it personally, and, and he and he took it back just for himself. Now, uh, just how the, how the, old were you when you started like growing facial hair? Like when did I have to start shaving? Like how? Like when when did you decide that facial hair is like your look? Oh, that's a good question. I actually remember because I grew it out for a role at Universal Studios. Uh huh. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, I didn't have facial hair before that. Um, Were you clean in school? Yeah, I yeah. I didn't. I didn't have facial hair for a long time because, similar to you, I didn't think I could pull it off. I feel like in my head, I've only ever known you with facial hair. No, 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 no. Actually, if you look at our, I mean, our, I mean, I think has our our Good Hang logo has a mask on it now. But before that, it's clean shaven. Really? Yeah, our beta our one mask, uh, beta one <laughs> our one logo had me uh, facial hairless. Oh. Yeah, I get what you mean though, because I just look weird without it. Anyway, I grew it out for because I was playing we, in in Universal. We had this role for like the Puss in Boots show, mm-hmm. so I had to play a Mexican dude. Right. And they were like, "Okay, we all want you want to draw on facial hair." I'm like, "Uh, let me at least try to grow out some so it doesn't look so pathetic." <laughs> like they just like a guy with scribbles on his face, and right. then like I liked it and I kept it. So it's been okay. like four or five years. So um, here's a photo, a selfie that I took like early in quarantine. Or well, no, not that not even that early. This was taken like two months ago. Yeah. Um, where I didn't shave for the longest time, and it wasn't very obvious until I decided to shave only like my chin and leave the upper lip stuff. Yeah. And look at it. I think I think I could potentially let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I could potentially pull this look. I off, can see that. I right? can see that working. I could potentially pull this off. Like just just imagine it like. Thirty percent thicker. It's it's weird to be just a mustache guy though. I think that's just a, it's like a strong. Can I see it again now that I have my glasses on? <laughs> okay, on. I, I think like it's a strong choice to like just do uh, the mustache. Well, if you, you got it, you got to make strong choices in life, man. That's the only way to go. Yeah, it looks good. So maybe a little something under the like a little under the chin, like under the under the under the lip, the like a soul lip. patch. Not a soul patch because those those are weird. But like just yeah, there there that looks pretty good. You look like a French guy. That's the same look. I also see that your nails are polished. <laughs> oh right, yeah, no, that's just a now thing. <laughs> that's just a, a yeah, it's a good look. I like the blue. If you're gonna choice, if you're gonna make a choice, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I uh, I guess 
f- photo on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Insta story I get of just Nathan Nice pathetic hair things. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but also hello everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Episode welcome to One Tree Five is what we're on. Is that a thing? Um, yeah. Well, is that a significant number? F- Fifteen away from one fifty. All right, sure. Um, I'm still on the facial hair thing because like I've, I feel like I've I've made boring hair choices throughout my entire life, in the sense that like. Uh, I've never shaved my head for anything else but the army. I've never dyed my hair a crazy color. I've never really, like, tried to grow out facial hair. Like, really, really tried. Usually, like, if I don't shave for three weeks, you should probably ask if I'm okay. Like, I think um, these are all okay. <laughs> like, I think these are all okay choices. You can dye your hair a crazy color. I think you're young no, no, enough. But, but that's the thing. Like, I've just, throughout my off. life, I've never done it. Like, yeah. not because I, I think I can't pull it off. It's just that I, I'm, like, a hair coward. Yeah, I've arguably had like more or less the same hairstyle since I was fourteen. I had this weird thing when I was a younger. I forgot what it was that inspired me, but it just shows the power of white hegemony. Like I was watching a show, and one of the characters who was like a white person dyed their hair black because their hair was like brown or something. And I was like, "Oh, that's a cool look. I'm gonna try that." So I dyed my hair black. I spent money to dye my hair black. I don't know because I'm dumb. I thought in my head that my my hair was like dark brown. Okay. And I want to see what it was looked like when it was jet black. Right. And there was no difference. Surprise, yeah, no surprise. Shit. Yeah, I'm pretty I was a pretty dumb kid. Yeah. I also I but, had a but phase apparently, where I, apparently if you get it professionally dyed black, mm-hmm. you will see a difference. Like okay. it's a, it's a very subtle difference. Yeah. But it's like people that know they'll be like, hey, "Yeah, your hair is black right now." Yeah, that I get, okay, so there you go, making me feel better because that's that's basically what I had in mind. So the problem is I went to a bad hair dyeist. Mm. Bad hair salon because I was just like they did the whole like I don't know if they did, but I probably they probably did like reveal like turn me around in the chair, and I just look in the mirror. I'm just like okay, okay. <laughs> I probably tried to convince myself like it wow, was, it what was a difference. In, it wasn't like, but, but but also, what did the guy say? I don't know. When you came in saying like, "Hi, I would like to dye my hair black," they were like, "Okay, give us your money and we'll do it." And I'm like, you know, I don't blame them. I don't blame them for taking money from a 13 year old kid. 14 year old kid, whatever I was. Uh, that seems opportunistic. I would at least like go like, not sure you want to try like a color other than your current hair color. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I know listeners. Did, it's like did you dark never brown? But you know, did you never not do like a brown or something? I feel like everyone did something like that. Okay, so yeah, three years ago I experimented with like brown with like highlights, almost right? like light brown highlights. Yeah, and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Either. I remember that. Yeah, it looked good. I didn't hate it. Um, it's just you know, I feel like. I want to try something. I want to push that do you want just, envelope a little dude, bit. Dude, just go full on BTS. Like, just pick one of the like colors. baby of, blue? Anything that they've done, I feel like you could pull. And maybe not pink. Mm. Challenge accepted. I wouldn't do pink hair just because, like, it's it's not an easy color to match. You, should, you can only wear white and black. Yeah. But, but that's cool. Um, I think you should, of the BTS guys, you should follow Jimin. His lead and his hair color choices, I feel like they would suit you. He's very famous for doing like bright pink, but other than that, he'd like do like an ashy brown, you know, right. like kind of yellowish brown. I feel like that would suit you. Have I don't any know. have any BTS members like um, dyed their hair the same color? Like, say for example, At the same like, time. like if oh fuck, I'm forget- if Jin dyed yeah. his hair like ash green, right? Like last year in December, yeah. Can Jimin now? Dye his hair ash green in July. Probably, I feel like if you went, oh, so so they 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 can intersect. 
Mm, that is a good question. Because then wouldn't then like fan comparisons come up, and then like they were going to have who to start, are like, best. Yeah, and then they start pitting them against each other. I like, don't know. Oh, Jimin looks like a like a whore in lipstick with <laughs> ash gray hair, but just look at look at J Hope. <laughs> You've got the army voice down. That's what they sound like. Uh, I don't know, uh, but like. I feel like people they overlap with their natural hair color from time to time. Right. I guess that doesn't really count. Um, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would just think from a management standpoint, they wouldn't want to like you know cross the Venn diagrams. I they want like each each uh, to have their own look. Be boy, uh, each sure. guy to have their own like kind of unique personality. I mean, they already do. <laughs> I'm literally going to Google, have BTS members overlapped hair color? I feel like that would come up. And the, by the way, when I type have BTS members, the first thing that comes up is lost their virginity. Okay? Second one is had plastic surgery, which is, yeah, they have. Okay, have BTS members, uh, what did do, I say? Do you think any of them are virgins? I don't know. Part of me is like, I would be not surprised if they were, if they were all virgins. Like, it's just like, when do you have the time? When do they have the time? In between dance breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Overlapped hair color. Oh, John, you know something that I heard about recently that I think you would really enjoy? What's that? What's that? What's that? Um, maybe I'll go with you, but I don't know. Maybe get someone else. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But um, my friends have recently enlightened me to um, uh, a spin class that they go to that is exclusively BTS. Oh my god, yeah. I'm leaving that now. <laughs> it's exclusively a BTS. It's exclusively? Like a, so it's like cuz cuz the thing is like they can't really like I don't think they've tried to like advertise advertise it yet. Yeah, cuz that but, place would get mobbed. But for now it's like a private class of sorts because it just so happens that many students at this school that I shall not name uh-huh. are are BTS fans sure. and one of the instructors also happens to be a BTS fan so they decided to collectively hold like a private BTS spin class. That is so interesting. Yeah. I'd be, I I would go just for the funsies. Isn't that I feel like that's essentially like a huge motivator of spin that it's essentially like the same joy that you get out of going to a club that mm. plays your songs, mm. like your kind of music, you're kind of getting that with spin plus like a booty workout. I've never done a spin class. It's fun. Well, I've... it's, I would say it's more fun than it is a workout. Like right. I've never felt outrightly challenged by a spin class. But like, isn't it like up to you how hard you pedal and pretty stuff? Pretty much, like... I guess. Like it, it's not easy. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like a walk in the park. Like it, it, it's challenging. It's like a cycle in the park. Yeah, it's slightly challenging, but like, I don't know. I always feel like after a spin class, I need to like do an actual workout. Yeah, like an actual workout. Or else I just feel like I, I, I wasted money and time a little know. bit. I have some spin uh, teachers that are friends of mine. And I, every time I see them post on Instagram of their workout, I'm like, that looks intense when they're like going crazy and their ponytails are flying about yeah. and they're doing pushups on their bike. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. It's pretty I don't fun. I have a ponytail. It's pretty fun. You can You can push as hard as you want, I guess. Um, like I haven't gone for one in a while, but I'd be down. To, Let's like, go check out a BTS class. That'd be fun. Yeah, like it's fun to cycle and th- and sing your heart out. I guess I I don't know any of the words, but like yeah, and it's hard to when they're not in English. But dynamite, bro, you gotta get on that. Still haven't listened. I bet I did. I heard it. Yeah, it grows on you. I feel. What do you, What do you think? Um, I feel like I haven't given it a chance to grow on me. It yet. grows on you. Because at first I'm like, this is kind of crap. Yeah. And then I was just like, wait a minute, I can't stop listening to it. But that's like pop music in general, though. Like, that's a lot of 
don't you find that the design of pop music mm. pr- like creates that weird paradox quite often? Sometimes, yeah. Where like you like the first time you hear it, it's like mm, okay, mm, it's fine. Yeah, and then suddenly like you hear it everywhere. And then in like a month's time, like you're singing it in your head. And then in two months' time, like you've pretty much okay, like shortened the time frame, like yeah, two yeah. weeks. Like in two weeks' time, suddenly like this song is a masterpiece in your mind, yeah, because you know every part of the track. Yeah, I think that happens a lot with singles that get released. Like for, that happens a lot with Ed Sheeran releases, I think. But but, but okay, like, the like deeper that's, cuts, that's like, that's so because good. that's when you like do a weird cross section into the business side of things. It's it's that way because of singles because labels push more money into singles. Mm-hmm. Therefore, single single promotion. Therefore, singles always get a lot more play right. because they're only pushing that one thing at any one time. Um, so, say for example, when Shape of You drops. Mm-hmm. You're literally going to hear that on every station, yep. every hour. Labels pay to get that placement. See, isn't that Viola? And no, what's but then it feeds the into difference? it. It feeds into itself because then, like, people hear it more often. They like it more. They request for it more, and then it gets organic plays. So it's it's all like a. We're at the mercy of the labels. What you're saying? Well, I mean, I think what I'm saying is that the media that we consume is not always. Under our control. Yeah, we're, we're, it's designed. Yeah, we're, but, we're kind but, of, we're participating in a, in a system. But isn't it illegal to pay radio stations to play stuff? I don't believe so. Labels do this all the time. What's for, ad, for advertising, I don't know. I've heard of that term. I don't know exactly what it means. Yeah. I know it's something like bribery-ish. But I, I don't think this is bribery. Like, it's a system that's been around for a very long time. The labels pay money to radio stations, and the radio stations play their shit. And um, if people like it, then the investment is good and and more people request it and they don't have to pay anymore. Right. But the initial payment, I guess, is to get that circulation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, for example, no one is paying um, the radio to play like Backstreet Boys, Hit Me... Uh, uh, no, what's your song? Uh, I want it that way. I want it that way. Yeah. I was going to say, Hit Me Baby. <laughs> no one is... Like, Backstreet Boys aren't... Like, their label is not paying the radio station to play I Want It That Way. Sure. Because at this point, it's the other way around. Because they paid everything up front to get that promotion to go crazy and then now everyone wants it because they think it's what they need to want. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Is that is that why I'm seeing dig deep on my on ads? I'm like span sponsored. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> that's that's the that's the system at work. There you go. Yeah, they're pushing it, making you think that you like it, but when really you don't. You've just heard it too many times. I like it, <laughs> and I've thankfully not listened to it too much. Yeah, not thankfully. That's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. But like, I haven't over listened to it, which is good. it's just so weird that I'm I I still can't go over the fact that like there's music coming out by my friends that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, like, the few times I can, like, use it, I really enjoy it. <laughs> like, I save it for moments where I can spread it to people, like, as an intro intro song to, to like, an improv show or something. I use Inches Music for that quite a lot. Yeah. I can't use yours because that, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, check it out, man. Like, uh, the song, I just released a song called Dig Deep. The yeah. music video is out and everything. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that'd that's, be weird if you listen to this podcast, but not that song. That's the plug. <laughs> but but if that is true, that means this podcast has a life of its own outside Nathan, which I'm cool with too. Yeah, maybe you're here for me. I like it. Oh, I I um I I I've created this thing for um the promotion of the song. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we play that? Yeah, do you want to try it? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, 
eventually we're going to have to talk about how sad I was about Chadwick Boseman. But uh, wait, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll 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 uh, lighten up things with the, with the the game that we played. But yeah, man. No, no, no. This is going to get heavy too. Oh, like, this, we this literally is, have to dig deep. Yeah, it's not okay. a light game. Um, but if you want some light questions, like we have someone on Instagram in a bit that we oh, can, that'd be nice. We that'd can be get nice. to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, but that's the main thing I really want to talk about this week. It's just man. It's 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 been what uh, he died he passed away on Friday in America so it's been like three days four days and um, it was such a shock to the system and I what, think what, what is the end game of twenty twenty like what 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 do you, what, what is twenty twenty full on apocalypse <sighs> if I had to put my money on something it would be civil war in America mm. like a li- like a like a light civil war that's the apex it's getting there bro right uh, right there. right after the election B- before during yeah. Probably after. Ooh. But anyway, um, I was wondering why I was so bummed about Chadwick Boseman uh, passing away. And as usual, I'll do my... I don't really give a shit about celebrities, really. But I admire this man. Like, I admired this man. Like, his. I didn't realize how much I did until, like, you know, like the, the rush of, of responses from his co-stars and, and fans and fellow celebrities and... A little insight to his work and like uh, watching more of his sh- shows and stuff, but yeah, Chadwick Boseman was kind of like my kind of a hero. Like, and I think between everything with Black Lives Matter and everything, something kept reverberating my head. I forgot who said it, but I think maybe f- I forgot who said it. But the idea that like it's not enough to be um, not a racist, you have to be anti-racist, mm-hmm. and like I just loved what Black Panther and 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 the rest of his of Chadwick Boseman's work has done for the African American society. It's been it's been beautiful. It's been really nice and like rediscovering like the reaction for people when Black Panther first came out and now they have like you know a hero and now and then like seeing recently the kids like people posting stuff that their kids are doing about like using their action figures to make memorials to Black Panther. It's fucking blowing my mind. It's pretty intense. Like I mean like um, the cultural significance of Black Panther was something that couldn't be ignored. Yeah, absolutely. And it ran so much deeper than just like, you know, oh, a hot thing like the month <laughs> yeah. the movie came out. No. Like this was a very significant event for black people full stop because all of a sudden they were being recognized in the mainstream media. They were being portrayed in a way that was not like patronizing or condescending. Um, it was a celebration of history and culture. Yeah. Like, it was basically, like, um, it was just, it was just a, it represented this very huge step forward mm-hmm. for an entire race of people. And, and, and though it is unique to one race, I feel like it's indicative of a society that I want to live in, where all these races can be celebrated, mm-hmm. you know? So that's a bummer. I, the, the part about him that I found the most fascinating was that in this day and age of social media and mm-hmm. like Hollywood and all of that, he was able to maintain this very old Hollywood sensibility. Mm-hmm. Like very few actors are in this um, like kind of space, you know. I would yeah. say your Leonardo DiCaprio's, your Joaquin Phoenix's. The space of like Of just people privacy. that you don't know what they do outside mm-hmm. of like their their work yeah. you know you don't you have no idea and i kind of love that i i've always admired like celebrities who were able to do that to just kind of like disconnect completely from being a public figure and just do the work 
Is it just a is it just a choice to not be active on social media, I, combined with being awesome, like being really? I guess, good? but that's but, but but that's where Chadwick is uh, slightly different. Like he's not like the um, Daniel Day Lewis's or mm. um, the Joaquin Phoenixes in the sense that like he still does like BuzzFeed videos and yeah, shit yeah, like sure, that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's just that he's also he's, he's he, very he also does like Ellen bits and shit. But he's in general he's. Like, I, you know, you just don't know anything about his life. He kept his private life private. Yeah. I mean, now it's also coming out that no one knew anything about his illness. Like, no one. Like, no one. Ryan Coogler didn't know. <laughs> We're not sure if Kevin Feige knew. But, like, none of his cast members knew it, which is crazy. That's nuts. And it's like, um, it was a shock. I mean, I think the big part of the whole thing was how, the shock of it. I remember yeah. when I read, like, I remember just exactly how I found out. I was just scrolling through Instagram and someone just put a rest in power thing. I thought it yeah. was a joke. Yeah. A bad one, but a joke. And I just quickly Googled it. I was like, oh, fuck. That's fucked up. Mm. Like, such a shock to your system, you know? And like, Yeah. And like, yeah. He will be missed. He will be very missed. And I, like, I think this, this mm. the, the thing about this particular celebrity passing that I find very... Um, interesting other than the cultural significance because again black panther was not just a movie it was an event sure it was a milestone but i try to think about like could any other actor have like carried the role Hmm. carried the weight and carried the significance of such a role in the way that he did because like i i have to say black panther not my favorite character Mm mm-hmm not my favorite movie for Marvel, mm-hmm. but the space that the character has in my head is of this very noble, very like a uh, 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 gentle almost. Unless you fuck yeah. with his family, like the the presence that the character has on he the was, screen. He was the king, man. He was yeah. A king. It was a really subtle presence, and mm-hmm. in real life, in general, he was also a very subtle human being, and yeah. and like, you you can't help but appreciate that that he took such a role that has so much weight. And like carried it on top of his head like it was nothing. Yeah, like it's, he's really one of a kind. And that's like badass man. Like my f- imagine most... if Kevin Hart was Black Panther, you wouldn't stop hearing about it. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, okay, um, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> one of the most incredible stories I've heard is uh, in Ryan Coogler's. Um, he wrote like a like a like a piece about it. About his thoughts and everything. Uh, Ryan Coogler, of course, if you don't know, is the director of Black Panther. Um, and he talked about how he heard... Uh, he first saw Chadwick in, like... Chadwick's work as Black Panther in an unfinished version of Captain America. Like, he was like... They were bringing him on to direct Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is your Black Panther. You're inherent in the casting. Um, and he he, re- he told the story about how... In this scene between T'Challa and T'Chaka at the United Nations or whatever... Um, where... where the bomb exploded and, and Black Panther's uh, father died. He talked about how just on the day they decided to do the scene between them two in in, a, in an African dialect that the older actor knew, mm-hmm. and Chadwick Boseman didn't learn it, didn't know at all, right. and he just learned it that day to mm. do you know a couple line exchange. Right. That's fucking crazy. Like the dedication to do that, yeah. which then solidified that that was the language of Black Panther, so they would use it again in the future. But like. That's crazy. That's dedication. That's an understanding. And like the way he carried the 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 weight and the pressure of this role and just carried it with such ease and grace is is quite frankly king like. So when people say rest in power, it like it really really feels that like that. Mhm. That he rests in power. So yeah. Rest in peace Chadwick Boseman. 
good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got funny questions. We got funny questions. A thought just flashed in my head right there of like, what is the next thing? Like, what is the next thing this year is going to throw at us? <laughs> <laughs> make your predictions, John. Go ahead. Just make make a prediction. Like, what are we going to be talking about in like say a month's time that is going to be like a huge bummer? <laughs> I don't want to. Can we talk about things that are be like could be good? Um, uh, no, I uh, don't even want to. I think. Yeah, I feel like there's gonna be like Robert Downey Jr. gets eaten by no. sharks. Oh God! You heard it here first. <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm making a realistic predi- prediction, I feel like the sh- the fucking shootings at um. In America, are going to escalate on the in these in these um, protest movements and stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely going to reach some kind of like fever pitch, especially during the elections. Like because how it's going, like I haven't been following it super closely, but the you know, Kenosha I've, stuff. No, no, just that's horrible as well. But mm-hmm. just like in general of how like the elections are gearing up to be looking like. Mm-hmm. It essentially looks like conspiracy theories versus everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And when you pit that mindset against logic, it scares me. A lot of dangerous things can happen because the platform that a lot of the Republicans are going on is one that is quite you'd have to be pretty delusional to buy all, all in. All that QAnon shit? Fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. You'd have to be pretty delusional to buy into all of that. And I'm just thinking that that kind of person would be more inclined to like take a weapon and do something with mm-hmm. it. Yo, um, I mean that's exactly what Rittenhouse did. That's exactly what you're describing the kid. He thought it was his job to protect people, this seventeen year old kid from, who from punched different. a woman, by the way. Uh, whilst wearing red uh, American flag crocs with socks, Nathan. I mean he also shot a bunch of people, so like there's there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Like, that's why I love Dynamite. It's just like an explosion of positivity. King Kong and King Kong. Yeah. Jump up to the top. LeBron. (laughs) Like, I love that it's like, the lyrics make no sense, but it's a pastiche of positivity. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mm -hmm. speaking of songs, I I have a promo press package. Those are a lot of cards. Yeah, it came out with the the song that I just released called Dig Deep. And it came with this deck of cards that I I lovingly uh, designed. These are great. They look like like tarot cards, but like... They look like a really good deck of playing cards. Yeah. So you designed this whole thing. You came up with the questions and everything? Um, no, no. So it's a collaboration between like me and a, a, a person I work closely with named Melina. Oh, nice. We essentially decided to like make a, de- a deck of cards. I did the designs. We both compiled a bunch of questions. Can I just see one random one? Yeah, sure. I feel like this is like the 36 questions, but... Uh... It's it's pretty much like, you know, emotional conversation starters of right. sorts. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good quality card. Yeah. Rounded corners. Mm-hmm. You got the, the light bulb explosion thing. I love it. That's cool. Okay. All right. Want to draw a question? Well, I might as well question? go with this one. Yeah. So the idea of this game is what? It's a deck of cards. Each each card has a question and you just talk about it? Pretty much. Is that what people have been doing? Pretty much, yeah. The radio DJs. Okay. So this is the first one. How many are there? Are There's, there 52? No. I think it's something like 36 or something like that. I oh. Can, we couldn't come up with 52 questions. Like the 36 questions. <laughs> we couldn't. Is it 30? I might have just said 36 because you said, I said it. I said 36. All right. Here's the first question. 
I think he's like 42 or something. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, cool. What do you really want to do that you have yet to develop courage for? Hmm, that's a good question. I wonder, like, I guess you should answer first. No, you should answer first. I asked you the question. You drew the question. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to the game designer here. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what, I'm genuinely trying to think of what's holding me back due to courage. And, like, how do you, how do you like, articulate the idea of courage? Like, is courage the same as discipline versus the same of desire? I, I think know. in this case, courage can be viewed however you want it. It can be as plain as simple as, like, something that you want to do, but, like, your own insecurities hold you back. Or it could, li- or it could be something even deeper where it's, like, mm. something that you've always, like, aspired towards, but, like... And that's essentially the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's just like something that you've wanted to do, but you've held yourself back from it. Yeah, I'm going to say, I guess, write a film script. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I was, like, during quarantine, I got like 36 pages into a script and I felt great. Mm-hmm. But then I hit a block and I haven't, I guess, haven't had the courage to go, but courage, I guess you can articulate it as. Yeah. To go back and do it. Right. So, yeah. Or also like, yeah, that's all I can really think of. Okay. Well, for me, it's What's like, yours? yeah. Um, just buying a space. Mm. Like I've always wanted to like buy myself a space, maybe lease it for like you know five, ten or I don't know like and like like get a place for an extended stretch of time, mm-hmm. be it a workspace or a living space. I've just never really had the balls really to like fully commit to something yeah, like that. Homeowner. To like, not even a home, you know, it could literally be like an office space, a studio space, something Mm -hmm. like that to turn into like a functional working, like, like a environment, like a Zendel, like a what? Zendel. Is that what's that? What's the studio called? That's a very specific reference for nobody else. (laughs) But yeah, essentially (laughs) like, essentially like a, like, like some kind of workspace, some kind of office space. Um, uh, You couldn't really get a co-working space. Yeah. Because that wouldn't work. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to like mm-hmm. just fucking doing it, <laughs> um, because I don't know. I feel like previously I always thought that I wasn't, it wasn't the right time to do it, mm-hmm. and for and weirdly enough, the barrier that I had in my head was that I was too young, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. I was too young to do it. Like, why would I want to like get a place now? Um, like that's something that older people do. <laughs> I get what it you're was, saying. You know, it was really just as silly of a logic as that. Um, but now that, like, um, I am an older person, um, I realize that that was a stupid reason. Well, I, mean, I should if, have done it a while ago. But it's also, like, if you can afford it. I mean, and, like, if, if it's, like, there's if it's ways, worth it there's, financially. There's ways to do that. You know, there's sure. always ways to do that. Be it, like, yeah, be it a loan, be it, like, partnerships, be it, like, some mm-hmm. kind of funding, or be it just, like, working, like, hell for a few months and then... you taking all that money and throwing it into this project. But yeah, it's it's something that I've always wanted to do, but for some reason like a mix of like timing and also just like a fear of commitment, I mm-hmm. think, have definitely like held me back from just doing that. Yeah. A working space is sounding more and more appealing to me too. The idea of having an office like where I can have a studio and an editing suite and just something that's like conducive to working sounds more and more appealing to me too. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if it's courage from holding back. My straight up financial like I couldn't afford that. Right. But, you know, you're right. If there's a will, there's a way. No, mm. there's definitely. Like, there's there's so many options out there. It's really more of a committal thing. Like, 
I th- there are options that you could get that are like cheaper than rent. Um, you know, like co-working spaces or whatever, or like like maybe essentially like an Airbnb, but for an office where you mm. where you move into an office that has extra rooms. But for me, I was I was definitely looking to get something that was like private, like a place that like would essentially be the my, Nathan Cave, yeah, my own private space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, hopefully, in the next year, I do something like that. Yep. If anything, just to like keep my shit, <laughs> you know, it's a storage space. You can definitely get that. <laughs> okay, All right, I could, cool. I could, I could convert like a storage locker into a studio. Yeah, I'll just have the working good. hours be really late so no one ever catches me. I feel like that's a good way to get locked in and die of of, of thirst or something. Oh no, they're always open. Weird... Those places are always. Have no, I've been literally like, if you close the thing, I feel like. Oh right, have you been to one of those storage spaces? Actually, I haven't. So it's ba- it's pretty much. A building that's open twenty four seven, and mm-hmm. then you have the key and the code to your locker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I I don't know. I have this weird paranoia that like I'll go inside, close the door, and not be able to get out. Right. And just be discovered ten years later when the stink right. is too much. Well, you have the key to the door, so unless you lose the key okay. somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's single sided. I don't. Know. You can Drop the key like, outside. You can also just like bang on. Hello, it. hello. <laughs> just knocking. All right. How many should we do? Should we do like three? What? How many dig deep? How many digs deep? How many times should we dig deep? So we can just do it one more time. Let's do, okay. All right. Say stop. And stop. Okay. What non-physical qualities from your parents did you most obviously inherit? Oh, that's an easy one. Temper. Yeah? Yeah. Like I have like all, all me and my brothers have like temper issues that I feel like I've tempered. Mm. I feel like I tempered my temper, yeah. But it's definitely like, uh, like quick to rage. Oh, really? Yeah. How how does that manifest with you? Like, um, how does it manifest? Like, I I I get kind of snappy. Like, right. if uh, I'll like, but I I think I've done a pretty good job of recognizing it and like not doing that. Because right. like one thing I've noticed, my family all have that I very very worked hard not to to get not to inherit is like communication problems. Right. Like literally not able or not wanting to speak their mind for whatever reasons. Right. So I'm good at, good about that. So I feel like I've been pretty good about temper issues. It's just, yeah. Hmm. I get angry. Yeah. I'm very slow to anger. You are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but when I do, it boils and it bubbles beneath me. It's just like a slow resentment. <laughs> just eats away at my core which is true and like the few times i think i've seen you get angry it is pretty weird yeah like just like like eh, like like a like a, a what, notch because you're I so steady remember. i can't remember what i don't it. know like probably private girlfriend stuff uh, like personal things like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. that and shit I, that shit tends to like mess me up just because like especially when there's relationship things yeah. it's like you're trying to solve it but you can't. <laughs> you, you, the thing that I noticed about you is like you go into like work mode. It's like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm so I'm not happy with my partner, and I'm gonna fix it. And then it doesn't. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you're a very steady person. That's why when it's like it's just like oh, I sense something different from Nathan. <laughs> it's weird. No, I remember the last time like I I really raged. Um, that I can really really remember remember mm. was um at my brother like mm. a decade ago maybe. A, a ten years ago, yeah, okay. yeah, but like it was bad. Like I, I just yelled in the house, like just fucking. Like my mom had no idea what the fuck was happening. Sure, because she had never seen that from me before. Like, Whoa, 
So she, she, and, and, and also afterwards, wait, was it a decade ago? Because I also remember right after I, I, I then just like pretended to like just walk out of the house. Pretended to? Well, I didn't want to walk out of the house because <laughs> I didn't want, I just, I didn't want to have to like come back in and, you know, go through all that trouble. So you were like, fuck you! And then you just take your, your shoes in your, in your hands and go in the fling, go clunk, clunk, clunk. No, I, I just like <laughs> hid like in the back of the house where like no one could, where, where no one looks, oh. like where like the, where like the laundry goes. You had an unknown hide and seek game happening. And I just sat there. Yeah. And like they were calling for me and, and then like I just sat there in no, the dark. Like, gone. Yeah. You're dark like your soul. <laughs> but yeah, that was the last time I, I, I remember like raging, raging. But oh, that's interesting. I've never seen you like lose your temper before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm pretty I've seen you get snappy. Killed. I've seen you get snappy. I get snappy. Never, yeah, but I've never seen you like lose your temper. But then again, maybe like we've never been put in a situation where you've had to. Yeah. Which is good. I feel like that's good. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you inherit from your parents' non-physical... I inherited, okay, I know for sure, I, the thing I inherited from my dad was that when I was growing up, even like now, my dad is the kind of person that like always needs to like have a handle on everything mm. and that he needs to like know everything and he needs to have like, you know, he will have the answer to every question. <laughs> and I grew up with that impression of my dad when I was younger. Of course, as I get older, I now know that this is not true. He doesn't know everything. He doesn't have a handle on everything, but he still tries to. Like he still has that same kind of, is it like so? It's not quite a control freak. It's not really a. It's is more, it more like of, a micromanage. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind, kind of like that. But micromanaging doesn't even sound right. It's more like, um, I know what to do, and the way I do it is right. Oh, that's that's something my dad does as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely that was definitely a thing that I had to like consciously not do. As I got older, that was something that I had to consciously like unlearn mm-hmm. and not try to like essentially mansplain everything, that's whether tough. Or, whether or not I knew better. Yeah, that's tough. And also know when to ask for help and know when to ask questions and know when to like basically say, I have no idea how to do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like basically like know when to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had trouble with like a lot in my teens into like my young adulthood um, do you think it's it? Does that reflect in like all aspects of your life, like work mode, private mode? Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely, just everywhere. Huh? Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Because sense. like it's it's a thing that you grow up with, and it's your idea of what like a. I'm I'm just trying to psychoanalyze myself, I guess. But you grow up with this like, as the idea of what an adult male should be. So subconsciously, I'm sure like I want to favor in that direction. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I also know that that's not the best way to be. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> not in this time, not in this generation. Do you find it difficult to fight against that? In the beginning, yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. Like I would legit like I still remember like maybe when I was like 17, mm-hmm. 18 around that mm-hmm, age, mm-hmm. I would like break down my interactions with my friends like afterwards to check myself on like okay, when I had this conversation did I try to like push too much wow you're like a post-conversation like no no yeah, it, it's very weird but i i really re- it's not that weird I I, that I I i really remember yeah i had to be over 18 because i remember having a lot of these thoughts to myself in the car mm-hmm. where i would like break down the interaction that i just had with my friends and go like okay did i like 
uh, assert myself too much here? Mm-hmm. Um, was I like being way too like overbearing? Was I explaining too much? Was I talking too much? Because um, I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. I think a touch of that is good. I think too much of that becomes like, it becomes like a complex. Like it's, it becomes it's, like even, a... <laughs> it's evened out over time. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I've had to like break down uh, an interaction, mm-hmm. like, like like not for the last like five years at least. Sure. But um, I remember that being a thing that I did like in my young adulthood because I was just so wary mm-hmm. and I can't remember what awakened me to it. It might have, it might have been something I, I I heard a friend say like kind of off the cuff that kind of affected me more than I thought it would. Yeah, there's always stuff like that. It's like, hey, bro, you really talked a lot, or like, hey, bro, you really pushing. Huh? Like it's stuff like that. People say that stuff to me too, and I think about it for years. Yeah, it wasn't even like that. It was like more indirect. Like, yeah, yeah, Nathan's always like da 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 da, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. And I was like, huh. Yeah, that happened I will to me. carry that for the rest of my Same. life. <laughs> recently, <laughs> as you just kind of threw this out there, like any other this fucking off the thought. cuff. I recently, maybe not that recently, a good friend of mine was like, "Oh yeah, John, you're so funny. Maybe sometimes too much." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm like, what does that mean? Do I not take things seriously? Do I make jokes at other people's uh, expense? Oh, God, oh God, <laughs> yeah." But I've gotten um, better about not ruminating on things like that. I think as you get, I think that's just something that comes of age. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe a part of it is that you give less fucks. Yeah. But maybe it's also like as you get older, you kind of like finesse your social circle to a way that like is nourishing to you. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the the more like I, I every once in a while I'll like look at my social circle and I'm like, wow, I'm so happy for the friends that are in my life. They're all yeah. great people. Yeah. Stuff like that, so I yeah must be doing something good. Yeah, because like when you're when you're younger, like the friends that you make are a product of proximity, proximity, uh, availability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, as you get older, it becomes like the people that you want to have around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that's just a thing that happens with For sure. age. For sure, that's cool. So maybe it's just it's not that I have changed at all, but I've just surrounded myself with pe- yes men. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have any more of these extra dig deep boxes? We should give them give some away to some listeners. Uh, I've I've got a bunch of giveaways planned already. I don't oh, have. Enough. Oh, I only great. have like eight eight boxes left. Oh, yeah. So join the giveaway on my 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 Instagram. Yeah, I'll try to steal one for you, kidding guys. Yeah, just so we can have one just for us. Don't tell Nathan. Okay, great. Let's jump to the questions from the fans who are responding on Insta. Oh, right. Cool. I got I got one though because uh, someone sent in something a couple of weeks ago, and then I don't know, some sexual harassment shit happened that we weren't able to talk about it, but. <laughs> so this is from HJ. She was talking about uh, the episode back a couple episodes ago where we were talking about um, Bon Appetit and uh, racism. Mm-hmm. And HJ shares, hands down the most offensive costume I've ever seen was when I was studying in a, a very white area of Australia. It was after MH370 the went missing, the KL flight thing. Yeah. And the theme of the annual big party was, quote, under the sea. A bunch of shitty, obnoxious white boys went as pilots and crew of MH370, despite having classmates and likely party attendees who were Malaysian. <laughs> Let's talk that. So the question is... Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Pause. Yes. I agree. That's fucked up? It's fucked up. But... <laughs> right after, though, bro? Right after? <sighs> I guess. Like, at least be a Titanic ghost. No one's going to complain if you're a Titanic. I guess. Thing. But, like... Topical. <laughs> you are a terrible person. No, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will defend myself right now. I have laughed at, like, worse things. I have laughed at some really dark humor. Sure. 
How and yes, I do not. I do not disagree that this is offensive. It's offensive, and it's it's terrible the to the take. to the families that that had to suffer this mm-hmm. very very um, mysterious loss. Yes, that has had no closure for like what four going on four or five years now. Yeah, and. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. You are a fucked up person. <laughs> no, come on, come on. You, it's under this. Uh, come on, like how perfect is it? Like the goal was wide open. They took the shot, and you got to respect them for taking the you, shot. You, I respect someone for taking the shots they don't take, Nathan. <sighs> You're just trying to like get on the good side, or you find it. No, I just am on the good side. <laughs> <laughs> just on the good side. Okay, come on. That's Tell, right. Like, I, I'm I virtue have, signaling. <laughs> I have laughed. Okay, I'm only. I just don't want to be like a self hypocrite because I know I have laughed at worse. I have laughed at like at like uh, 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 um, Holocaust jokes. I have laughed at rape jokes. I have laughed at race jokes. And like, yes, I recognize that you know in real life yeah. those things are bad. But there's there's something just opportune and 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 Ugh. and perfect about. A under the sea party happening right after. I mean, if I was the party organizer, I would change the theme. <laughs> that's my that's my stand on that. Um, but anyway, the question goes: uh, Have you guys experienced issues with locals while living overseas? Culture shock, racism, etc. I think I shared this before. Like one time when I was living in the Bronx. Uh, yeah, by the way, I lived in the Bronx. That's right. Um, just a little black girl, like six years old, came running up to me, put her fingers in her eyelid, uh, in her corners of her eyes, pulled it back, so and then went ching chong, ching chong. And I'm like, this isn't even clever. Yeah. At least the under the sea thing was kind of clever. Yeah. Like, this is just cliche. No, it's genius. <laughs> it's just cliche. Like, what are you doing, girl? Okay, but also the under the sea thing, it's not racist. I mean, they didn't like. Did they paint their skin yellow and, like, put tape on their eyes or something? I mean, no, but... Yeah, see, because that would be racist. What they did was just a joke of questionable taste. Okay, but it makes me it makes me wonder, right? If it was a Qantas flight that was full of Australians, would they do the same thing? Probably not, right? Yeah, but then that that's just, like, contextual, right? And, yeah. and and the thing is that even if like right now you're just speculating, but even if they, yeah, they if they did, would you have also found it like horrible or kind of funny? I would find it horrible and recognize that it's clever. Okay. But I don't think I would like laugh at it. I don't know. I I, I, like okay, like for me but, but, but I'm like consistent across the board of like I think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I like that you're trying to make this a good thing. It's like it's like Hitler going. Like, it's always my Hitler, by the way. I always, I always go. No, to, like, because like, look, I understand that I'm killing Jews, and that's it. <laughs> okay, no, it's only because I again I know I have laughed at worse, so sure. I'm not trying to lie to you as an audience by like saying that. Look, this like, is Nathan. Oh, I find this very wrong and politically incorrect. This, this and is someone should get punished for it because no, I personally think it's kind of hilarious. Okay, for example, like mm. if if I can laugh at like um, Anthony Jeselnik, like his material. Okay, there's no way that I can't find this funny. Oh, because this stuff is just very morbid, right? But I think yeah. Okay, so it always goes down to power differential, right? Right. I think that's which is why I brought the quantified thing because it's like because they're well, but, like, but this, but this was not. Based yeah, on race, yeah, yeah, like mm. the plane didn't crash because of a discrimination of race. But okay, it's but, just but, an but here's my point, happened. though. Yeah, I'm trying to understand why because I don't think they would do it. The same people do it if it was a Qantas thing because it's their country, it's their 
whatever. It's closer. Yeah. Right. Hmm. But then I also I I also then <clears throat> I don't think it is overtly racist in tone, but it's the it's the it's the subtle racism, right? Because it's like it's like a white culture, a Western culture that's like, look what happened to these to this you know Eastern culture or like a, a place that's not theirs. Because they wouldn't do the same. Th- oh, would they do the same thing if it was in American Airlines or British Airlines? I don't think so. You know, I really don't. But like, but because it is. Some even even though not everyone on this plane was like Malaysian or from Malaysia or whatever, I don't know. It just seems like they're punching down a little bit. I can see that again. Like, like in the day and age that we live in, of course, I can see like the ways that all of this can go. <laughs> sure, I, I I see like the million ways that you can spin this to mean whatever the hell you want because that's just the world that we live in right now. Yeah, it's just that at its core. For me, on a personal level, <laughs> that's hella raw too. Like the, like I find the same it, time, I find it hilarious, <laughs> but fucked up. Yeah, it's don't get me wrong, it's fucked up. I would never do it because like that would be like social suicide. But like I can't, I can't lie to you and say I don't kind of respect the balls of the people that did it. That's fair. <laughs> that's it's, fair. It's, I mean, you had the window was this was was only so big to, to take a shot at this joke. Before it became like off out of the news cycle, and or or before it became like, what is that costume about? You know, <laughs> they took their shot, man. You got to respect it. I uh, yeah, I want to see if there's if I can Google and see any of these photos. Probably not. Yeah. Uh yeah. You want to read out one of the questions from Insta? Yeah. Thank you, by the way, for the people who submitted. I love you guys. You make it fun. What was the question? The question was, oh, yeah, you didn't even answer. Like, have you experienced, when you were living overseas, like in the States, did you ever experience uh, moments with the locals of the community where you experienced, like, culture shock or racism or anything like mm, that? I mean, culture shock in the U.S., yes. For sure. In the sense that I had to, like, tell people to, like, not sit on my bed with shoes on, <laughs> which felt like a very easy ask. <laughs> but you'd be surprised, man. For <laughs> it was sure. just like, fucking hell. Um, especially East Coasters, like it's a, it's a very East, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I just noticed it in more of my East Coast friends that they would just get on the the bed with their shoes on. Jumping up on there. I think it's a cold climate thing. Anyway, Mm. um, straight up racism, uh, Australia, there was once I was in like Rockhampton, Queensland. And, um, this guy just drove past, wrote down his windows and says, go back to China, you fucking chink. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) ha That was real. <laughs> like, that was not a joke. Like, that wasn't done, like, out of, like, any kind of irony. This person truly feels like Asians have ruined his country. Like, what does he feel afterwards? He's just like, yeah, got him. Got him. I mean, honestly, honestly I, 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 I feel him, you know, because I kind of understand from the perspective of someone uh, living in Rockhampton, Queensland, that if you look at the major cities in your country, they're, like, overrun by Asians. So <laughs> yeah, I but what are they like? These people don't look like me. This isn't great. This is not nice. I'm not saying no, it's fuck. right. I'm not saying yeah, it's know, right. I'm just saying I understand how he might feel like Asians are kind of taking over his land. Yeah. You know? So... They took it from their aborigines. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. So, but, so, yeah, when he drove past and just shout, like, fucking chink, I was kind of like, hmm. I feel, I just, I feel you. I just want to just live in the world of Star Trek and just be, like, I just want to be an earthling. Can I just be an earthling? Yeah. I don't want to have a nationality. Let's just erase all borders and uh, that's not possible obviously but fucking hell. I hate it. I hate nationalism. I hate racists. Cool. 
I understand that's racism. My, that's my I understand racism on like the very like cosmetic level because, like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't participate in some of it. You know, for example, I'm sure you mm. have like. Shared some like unsavory thoughts about certain tourists. Oh yeah, see in the yeah, like I have definitely like talked shit about tourists. Yeah, within my flags. lifetime, like uh, especially when they're being like obnoxious or mm-hmm. like being like like straight up disruptive. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely shared some very unsavory thoughts between friends and and like tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I think it's somewhat okay because they're the same race as me. I'm speaking mm, about Chinese sure, tourists sure, specifically sure. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's something in me that's go like, oh, they're Chinese too, so I can say that you know they're 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 being assholes right now. But yeah, part of but then the other part of me going is like, no, it's not okay because they're they're essentially like still like a different kind of person from me. Sure. So like the justification doesn't quite work. I'm just I'm just I just have to be okay with the fact that sometimes I have racist thoughts. Yeah. I think that's what that's that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's also why sometimes I say that hypocrisy is like overrated. It's like as long as you no one's if, perfect. You know it's perfect. And Nobody's per, po buddy's nerfect. Yeah, po buddy is. And if you have if you can live with the contradiction of like being like I know racism is wrong. Sometimes I'm racist. That's okay. Like trying to be perfect is exhausting. But like trying no being perfect is exhausting. Trying to be perfect is is good probably. Yeah. And like and and recognizing the struggle is good too. Strive to be better. Yeah. Forgive yourself that you don't always meet that mark. Yeah. But have your mark baseline be at least like you know don't be really racist. Yeah. Like don't shoot people. <laughs> yeah, that should be the baseline. The very 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 base baseline. Yeah. All right. More, oh yeah, sorry. Questions. <laughs> let's hit. Let's check them out. Uh, the conversation's just flying by today. It sure is. I honestly thought it was going to be a tough one for me because my brain is in like seven different places again today. Yeah, but um, you get all calmed down when we record the podcast. That's that's why we do it. Okay. Or something. All right. So uh, let's dive into some of these questions. Let's get it. Uh, from Arth Ventures. Hi, Nathan. I really... Your, your your song, Dig Deep. I really like. I really like your song, Dig Deep. Keeps me motivated in self-love. What's your inspiration? I just wanted to read that to give another plug to my new song. <laughs> Check it out. Deep. Okay, next question. Oh, how often do y'all fight from Keep Me Where the Light Is? Uh, my donut friend. Keep me where the light is. That's donut, by the way, in case you didn't know. Oh, awesome. Hello. Yeah, so how often do y'all fight? We don't fight. Have we? I'm trying to think. Um, we have disagreements sometimes. Yeah. Like just now about how, how John he, Nathan's is, racist and, and and how John is lying about how he doesn't find that plane crash joke a little funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we don't fight. Um, I don't know. It's just weird because we're very close, and you always say that like like really close friends fight a lot. Like uh, no, I don't know. Maybe our wavelengths are just in line, or maybe we don't. But it's also because like, I'm I I I I'm not the fighting type. <laughs> yeah, me neither am. I, I mean, I have a temper, but I'm not the fighting type. Like I'm similar to you, where I'll turn if I get angry at anything, I'll turn it inwards. But I've never done that with you. I tend to play out arguments in my head. Oh, you like role play? In in a sense, I'll like play it out, and then like when I reach the end, it's like. Yeah, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> I'm just not gonna get into it. Like, like it's 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 it it would make my life much easier to just like, cause cause I guess like no problem has ever become big enough for me to need to want to do anything about it. I think it's actually kind of healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the idea of like 
of like role playing in your head and figuring out because I think that's a way of processing whatever you because I feel like a lot of people will fight because they haven't really like given the time to process right. what they're feeling or what they're getting from their other the other person. Right. But yeah, if you can just like almost like Sherlock Holmes, just like go into my mind palace. Like this this means this. Left hook. Or like you know how like when Abed goes into his like imaginatorium and he plays all the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Similar deal. Similar deal. So yeah, I mean I guess the kind of boring answer is that we don't really we don't fight. I'm trying to think like have I fought with a friend recently? Have you fought with a friend recently? With I don't fight with friends. Yeah. I fight with my girlfriend all the time. Yeah, but that's because, you know, it's different. Yeah. Y'all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, have I fought with a friend recently? Um, no. I sometimes wish my life had more drama like that. I feel like it would make life more exciting. Like, I'm sure you have, like, friends that, like, every time you catch up with them, there's some new shit. Like or or like drama you, in their or, life, yeah. Know. Or like you know people that are close to people like this. That every time they sit down to catch up, there's some new shit. There's some like new fights. There's ah. some new drama that di- that they're are, they're directly embroiled in. Uh, we call that toxic friends. Yeah, I know. But like a part of me is always kind of secretly jealous because it seems like they're leading such interesting tumultuous <laughs> lives. When like I'm I I I get stressed and worried about like more big picture things that are like less exciting to be stressed about I guess because it's, it's just like throwing anxiety into a void yeah whereas like these people are throwing their anxieties into like people Peggy was a bitch fucking Peggy yeah uh no yeah I guess so I guess it's the difference between going to reddit and sorting things by best versus sorting things by controversial mm. I just want the best things in my life that's an option on reddit yeah I don't read it enough yeah reddit's the best I should just start. <laughs> okay, right. next question. Uh, important one. Ben and Jerry's or Hagen does? Ben and Jerry's. Asked by Parsec and Paul. Yeah, thanks Parsec and Paul. Ben um, and Jerry's, no doubt. Like, I think I grew up on Hagen does, or like it was more a thing in my life where it was just like, whoa, Hagen does. Mm-hmm. But once Ben and Jerry stepped in with their fun flavors and their cool colors, mm-hmm. there was never any going back. From a design standpoint, Ben and Jerry's is definitely like the more attractive of the bunch. Hagen does. Yeah. They've kind of like. I mean, they, they, they've they've caught like like they, they've caught themselves in a weird place where like their branding hasn't really changed very much since the nineties. Mm. Like they still look like this relic of the past in a weird way. I guess I'm just trying to think. No, I think they're real like, boomer ice cream. <laughs> boomer ice cream. Like, what is the most quote unquote fun flavor of Hagen you can think of? Uh, rum and raisin, cookies and cream, maybe. Oh, midnight cookies and cream, though. Is that from Haggadah? Yeah. What's midnight about it? It's it's essentially instead of vanilla ice cream, chocolate? it's chocolate. Yeah. That's a lot. It's so good. That's a lot. It's very good. I'm, I'm, I joke, but I love the Haggadah's cookies and cream. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. Like, so the answer to this question is overall Ben and Jerry's, but I I have to stand the Haggadah's cookies and cream, mm. um, and the Haggadah's vanilla. Like, Haggadah's vanilla is good. Yeah, like Haggadah. If you're looking to get like a good, so- but I never get it. I just know it's good, but I never fucking get Haggadah's vanilla. I feel like if you go to a decent enough restaurant and there's like a dish, there's like a dessert dish with ice cream. Yeah, it, often it's Haggadah's vanilla. Like the only times, that, yeah, like the only times I've ever had it was in that context or like on a plane. Mm, you sure. know, like, like sometimes tiny cups. Yeah, they give you like a vanilla Haggadah's, and I have it, and I'm like, man, this is, this is good. It's Why good. do I never buy this? I always end up buying like. Fish food. 
or I've never had fish food. Everything but the kitchen sink. I'm all about Chunky Monkey. Chunky Monkey. Um, so I recently bought one called Boots on the Moon. Oh, is it something about a cow? It's in the freezer. It's it's a typical Ben and Jerry's just diabetes explosion. Sure. It's chocolate ice cream with a sugar cookie dough center. Sugar cookie dough center. Uh, cow shaped pieces of fudge mm-hmm. and like almond brittle. That sounds great. It just sounds too chocolatey. I I, did, I, I I love chocolate ice cream, yeah. so that's just my thing. Um, also, Hagen Dazs, like their Belgian chocolate ice cream, is great. Oh my god, ice cream! Why do I, I need to like eat less ice cream? It's so bad for you. Um, <laughs> do you eat a lot of ice cream? Um, like I I crave it more than I should. Fair, you know. Like I, I feel like at this age, ice cream should be like a monthly like treat. You know, like yeah, I want some ice cream. Like I shouldn't be like wanting it every three days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a good McDonald's cone. Like I'm just like do Here's a dollar. Fling. I fling a dollar at the cashier. Mm, I'm not. I, I'm not the biggest fan. It's so like, artificial and delicious. Because like whenever I get McDonald's ice cream, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not not guilty of it. I do get it every once in a while, especially like a McFlurry or a mm-hmm, hot fudge mm-hmm. sundae. But it it always leaves me feeling as if I just wasted calories. Yep. You know, like I feel like for the amount of calories this had in it. I could have had a much better time having something else of higher quality. I get you. you know I think I mean? that's a good mindset to have. Though I will say that you kind of, oh, you had it a little bit. But the other day um, we had, um, my girlfriend Rachel cooked us a meal like based off of the spice packet thing that she gets in the mail that Nathan mm-hmm. got her for her birthday of uh, the subscription. Anyway, one of the recipes they asked us to make was like homemade ice cream, uh-huh. which was like which was like yogurt. It, 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 you, you made it a homemade. It's really cool. Like it was like they had us make, how did they do it? It was like frozen yogurt, but like better because like half of it was cream. So it's like heavy cream, double cream is what they add. And then they ask to put a little bit of sugar, a lot of sugar, whip that up into like stiff peaks. And then you fold in like Greek yogurt. It's a game changer. And like we just had it plain, just like sugar flavored. But in the future, I'm going to try to mix in fruit and I'm all about it. I think it could be a real kind of revelation because you know how like frozen yogurt is like super tart. Yeah. This wasn't. So it generally felt like a mix between really good quality ice cream and froyo. Froyo, sherbet, ice cream, gelato. Pick one. Ice cream. Yeah? Not even hard. So soft ice cream? What do you mean? <laughs> that's gelato. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You missed the joke. What, not even, that's not even hard. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm trying to think, like, if I could only have one for the rest of my life. What's, did you say sherbet or sorbet? Sorbet, sorry. Are they different? Sherbet is like still. I think there's still cream in it. Okay, fine. Then. Sorbet is sorbet. no cream. Sorbet, gelato, ice cream, and froyo. Sorbet, I can kiss my ass. Yeah, you're a palate cleanser. You're not a dessert. It's, you're you're just a smoothie. You become in between meals. You're not the end of the meal. A sorbet is essentially just a smoothie. Is it? Essentially, it's just. I feel like it's just ice fruit. Like I, I yeah, exactly. Like if I gave you like a cup of sorbet and told you it was a smoothie, you yeah. wouldn't blink twice. But if I gave you a cup of ice cream and told you it was a smoothie, you'd be like, this is a milkshake. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. <laughs> sort of. But like, I mean, okay, honestly, like sorbets, the most, the usually when I have it, it's at a fancy meal and it's between like the, the appetizer and the main course. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a palate cleanser, yeah. like a refresher, like a refreshing your palate. Lime kind of mint thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on to the next question. Um Hold on, sorry. I'm getting messages from my dentist. 
Oh man, I need to go. I think like, I have a cavity. I've been trying to avoid my damn dentist, but like, I, I've got so many things I need to get done. I, th- I definitely have a cavity. It's like in, it's a recurring one too. It's like in between my teeth, so it's really hard to get. So I've had a cavity in the same, it's at the same spot like three times. Do you floss often? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Because like because this particular cavity, it makes a gap that food gets trapped in it. Mm. So I floss like every day. I floss like maybe even twice a day. Right, right, right. But what are you going to do? You got to fix it, man. I need to eat less ice cream, then I can go to the dentist less. <laughs> um, okay, this question comes from the Prince Charles. He asks, or she, um, mm-hmm. do you think Singapore is a boring place to live in with just the same few things to do? Hmm. Do you think so? What, what do you think? I believe that no matter where you live, it's going to feel the same. Yeah. It's just that. I, uh, I will recognize that Singapore does have it has its limitations. Because say, for example, you lived in like uh, Melbourne, Australia. New York, even. I'm, I'm going to take right, it away what, what from the US. <laughs> I'm just taking it away from the US. Because they have COVID. Uh, <laughs> no, say, say, for example, you lived in like Melbourne, Australia. You'll probably feel after a while that Melbourne, Australia is a very boring place. But the good thing about it is that you could drive to anywhere nearby. Yeah. You still have like a bunch of places to visit. And the same would go for if you're living in Europe or the same would go if you're living in US or Japan or Korea, wherever. You know, there's, there was, there's more options. I guess in Singapore, because we are a city-state, like it's pretty much just this country. Yeah. Because I think no matter where you live, where you live is eventually going to get same-ish and boring. Mm-hmm. But then you always have like options nearby. I mean, I th- guess Singapore, we have Malaysia. Yeah. I mean, that's why traveling is important in general. Yeah. But like, I guess that's also why Singaporean, like Singapore in general, you would be hard pressed to find someone in Singapore that has never left the country. That's true. Yeah. yeah there, I, there's I definitely totally some that haven't, but it would be a minority, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, compared to say other countries. Like a Malay dude. What? It would be a minority, like a Malay guy or... No, no, no. It would be a minority of people that haven't left the country. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a minority of people that have never left Singapore. They would have at least gone to Malaysia. Malaysia, Indonesia, yeah. Yeah, because like Singapore, it's it's just small. But I don't think there's not enough to do. I think there's tons to do. Like arguably more than other places around the world. Mm -hmm. It's It's expensive. Maybe that's one way of, mm-hmm. of looking at it. Yeah. Because for me, like, what makes a place to live in exciting is the opportunity. Weirdly, you just look at the food options. Right. Like, the more international cuisine you can get, the more interesting the place probably is. Yeah. And, like, the kind of art galleries you can visit and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, for me, the thing that would make uh, Singapore, like, next level is if they just got rid of censorship, basically. Right. And allow for different kinds of art to come in and shit like that. I feel like that would be good for it. But no, I love Singapore. It's great. Yeah. Um, the only place really I prefer to Singapore maybe is New York. I just fucking love New York. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a pretty high bar. So yeah, mm-hmm. Singapore can be, it can feel boring. It can feel restrictive, especially if you don't have a lot of money. Mm. It's one of those cities. I, yes and no. Temperature is not great. I, w- I would say yes and no, because I would say like the, the stuff that is open to the higher class in Singapore it is just as limited, if 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 more, because I think like there's tons, especially now with the internet and social groups and all mm-hmm. that thing. There's ton, there's tons to do where you don't have to like fork out a whole bunch of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. things that are more community driven, um, arguably things that like would not even cross the mind of someone that spends like a thousand dollars at dinner. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think there's tons of options. There's lots to do. It's just you got to seek it out. Because I, I really think, say, compared to a city like the aforementioned Melbourne mm-hmm. or 
um, uh, 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 even like a city like Taipei mm-hmm. or um, I'm trying to think of like a place that is like well known but not too happening. Like I would say Singapore is pretty up there in terms of happeningness. Just look at the amount of tourists that we get. Like mm-hmm. people seem to think we're interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, tons to eat, tons to do, and I think there's a lot as well that is hidden beneath the surface. Like I'm so sure that there are like. Fifty other things that I could be doing right now that would catch my interest and like I would I would dive so deep into. Mm-hmm. I just haven't like sought them out, you know. I think I think a good way of looking at it too is like the people. Like, do you find Singaporeans boring? Yeah. Um, versus like people from live in other places. Yeah, I don't know about that, but in terms of like facilities and what's available, Singapore's pretty great. I find Singaporeans very fascinating because exactly. they're, they're generally like more. Um, uh, a bit more world savvy than yeah, most. Worldly, worldly. That's the word. A, a bit more worldly than the, than the average like human being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I generally have things to talk about with people here. Yeah, I hear you. Even Actually, if it's like banal shit. I would love to like segue that. Okay, let. Uh, I want to talk about something before we close up this episode, which is something that's been mm-hmm. kind of going viral. Nathan, have you? And it's to do with, like, what we're talking about. Have you... Did you catch up on, like, this employer guy from an SME, a small to medium enterprise, who, like, posted a Facebook post about, like, the interviews he's been giving to potential employees? No. You've totally, like, not about this? Nope. Okay. So there was a guy who posted on Facebook. It got shared to me by a couple friends. So that's how I... It got shared by a couple friends. And he was basically... There's a guy, I won't share his name because he's already been doxxed, who oh. basically shared a post, or he he wrote a post talking about potential candidates who um, who interviewed for his position. And he kind of like, he kept them anonymous, so he referred to each one as local, like applicant A, B, C, D, E, all the way to, I think, to, to let's see here, to G. And he talked about, uh, talked about each one. So, for example, he said... Uh, local applicant A requested not to touch his weekends and whenever possible to work from home instead of working on site. When told him he needs to work on occasional weekends and off flu be given, he asked for overtime weekend allowance and told me it's the law. That's one example. Uh, another one is like um, someone asked for people to help him, asked for assistant staff to help in his position. Um, when he was told that was not possible, he said, no, thank you. I will skip this interview is what that person said. Another person asked for 21 days of annual leave instead of 14 because that's what he got in his previous company. Um, another person asked for more salary because 3.6 is too low because our previous salary was 6K. And basically his point, the guy who posted it, was like uh, he he writes all them, each person. Then he goes, hello, this is now is an economic crisis and pandemic. I felt I was being interviewed as an employer and not doing my job to interview potential employees. There are jobs available and there are talents for sure, but these young talents are not hungry for a job. Many are not willing to be humble and not willing to suffer. They prefer to work smart and hard unlike our older generation. I am pro-Singapore workforce, but they make it harder for us to consider employing them. So stop blaming companies for considering non-locals. We did try our best. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like a... He's not even a boomer. Like, if I can understand, he's like late 30s. Right. But his whole point was like, oh, look at these young, entitled, fresh grads who don't want to work hard and for this amount of money and, and work on weekends and stuff like that. Right. Whereas for my takeaway is like, oh, thank God there are people who are recognizing that there's such a thing as work-life balance and it's worth having. Yeah. And like there's been – generally the tide I've seen is like against this guy. But you, when you see people supporting it, it kind of makes me – it kind of bums me out. Right. <laughs> and Singapore's like, yeah, don't hire them. They're terrible people. How dare they not have the hunger and work hard and shit like that. I mean I, I understand it from both sides because sure. like there's definitely – 
a change in the working attitude um, mm-hmm. from, like, say, our parents' generation and our generation. Yeah. But there's also, like, the thing that people neglect to also address is that there's a huge change in, like, the way work is done nowadays. Correct. Huge way in the way work is done, a huge difference in the way, like, uh, uh, things are communicated, like, how projects are, like, lifted off the ground and how they go into the production and whatever like it's just such a different process i mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there are work environments where you need to have daily board meetings where you need to like go off into your own little bunkers and like do another end of day meeting uh before you blah blah, blah. i'm sure there's places that that still need to run by this way or whatever mm-hmm. and still have to print a bunch of papers <laughs> but like there's also so many environments now where like you could essentially get everything done in like a three or four day work week Mm-hmm. like hypothetically speaking mm-hmm. and like I, I, COVID again has proven this mm-hmm. to be like a true thing that you can finish all your work remotely and not using the full five days right 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 um, so yeah I don't know I, I, I get the argument from both sides because like optics wise it does look like the younger generation is lazier but really like okay what, what, what did the guy say again like how young people choose to work smarter but not harder he didn't say that but that's something that's 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. Like you, when you were reading it, yeah, there was mm-hmm. a quote that said something about young people okay. want to work these young, oh, yeah, smarter, not harder. These young talents are not hungry for a job. Many are not willing to be humble and not willing to suffer. They prefer to work smart than hard, unlike our older generation. Yeah, see, like, what's the problem with that? <laughs> I know, that's so stupid. When, yeah, when I, you said that, it kind of stuck out of like, okay... Thanks. Like, we want to work smart, not hard. <laughs> you dumb motherfuckers. Like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I do acknowledge that the attitude towards working has changed. Because, like, the way that people do work is very different now. Like, it's it's just different. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of like a, like a, like a bum argument. But the reason I bring it up is that, like... I think that's the one thing that I don't mesh with with the average Singaporean is the outlook on life and work balance. Right. Like so many people are running themselves ragged and, you know, it's like, of course, you have to you have to be able to provide for your family and stuff like that. But if culture in Singapore it could shift to working smarter and maybe not harder, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. If people could take more time to stop and smell the roses and if companies could support people with fair wages and stuff like that, that, that would be awesome. But it's also an existential thing, right? It really like is. You, you, if, if you have the privilege to be able to like take a step back and, like, and smell the roses, mm-hmm. um, chances are you don't have to like work till your knuckles are fucking like worn down, you know? Right. Like, chances are you are in a position where you have more free time and you have more, like, time for yourself mm-hmm. when, like, maybe everybody else is scraping by with, like, a single day in the weekend, maybe, you know? Because I know tons of friends that work nine-to-five jobs as well. And, like, even even during COVID, they find themselves, like, um, very, very busy, uh, like, working long hours in front of their desks. But the saving grace is that they're doing this all from home. So they still feel like a level of comfort. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then there's stuff that's come out about this personal dude. Like, the weirdest fucking story I heard is that like, in the middle of Circuit Breaker, he sent an email to his uh, employees, and the subject line was like, uh, "Sorry, I, for- I don't want to misquote it, but basically." What happened was he sent an email and a message to each person, making them think that they had been retrenched. But then really it was like, 
Lol, just kidding. We value you. And this email is to, for you to value your job or some shit like that. Like, what a sadistic fuck. That's fun. What <laughs> <laughs> a sadistic fuck. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, there's something to be said about taking the opportunities of youth mm-hmm. and your age and mm-hmm. your kind of general uh, 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 energy, you know, that would I guess it would serve younger people better to have the attitude of like work hard when you're young and as you get older work smarter you know what I mean there's something to be said about that of like while you have the energy while you have the ability to have that output like fucking just take whatever opportunities pile it on like just work 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 yeah I think you have to work hard before you can learn what working smart is yeah exactly yeah. so like I, I, I definitely understand like where people are arguing from because it it can seem like young people nowadays are just lazy blah 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 I think it's like from an similar to like an acting point of view like when I was when I was out of art school I took every fucking job yeah no matter what the pay no matter what the role I took it mm-hmm. and now that I'm getting into directing I'm the same thing I'm just taking any job anyone will hire me for anything I'll take it whatever the rates are yeah but then eventually yeah you learn to work smart and yeah. take your choices with, I mean, that may be two different things but no, I think it, it's it's essentially the same thing where like you you kind of build the reps make mm-hmm. sure that you are mm-hmm. strong with what you can offer the workforce. Yeah. And then, like, when you have more, like, when you have more favorable favorable cards in your hand, I yeah. guess, then you can, you know. But, but the thing is, like, the original Facebook post this guy put up was, like, a little vague. Like, it seemed like he was interviewing people who have years of experience and maybe lost their job because of COVID. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. My point is just, like, you know, be, be more chill. <laughs> like the musical says, be more chill. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, that that was that was the episode. Yeah. Thank you very much for your questions. Um, thank you very much for tuning in once again. Yeah. Um, you got any plugs for things? Nah. Drone racing. Yeah, that's done for the season. Okay. D one racing coming back season three yeah. sometime in this end of the year. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a shoot tonight, Nathan. That should be fun. Yeah, we're doing a um, a little uh, shoot for um, like an acoustic live session for Dig Deep. Um, so that should be out pretty soon, hopefully. That will be out... Oh, there's an actual timeline and dates and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be out within the month. Um, okay. But uh, I, I don't have the exact date right now. Yeah, looking forward to shooting it. Yeah. I'm already stretching my body, get ready to do some gimbal work, some handheld stuff. It's, it's going to be, be fun. A, it's going to be a long 48 hours because i got to like, I got to submit the video by like tomorrow, essentially. I guess you got to dig deep, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And everyone else, thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.